A few years back in J School, five fellas grabbed a brew and started to chat. Since then, we've taken different paths, but one thing remained. Still love talking smack. I'm your host, Tim Paul, joined by our BC bud, Ronan, Cool Rye, Dainty Kyle, and our producer, Brian Lee. So join us for a cheers. Welcome. This is Two Beers. Pleasure to see you, fellas. Lots to unpack in this episode. We might need a whole case. This is Two Beers. Space. Great to see you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit confused. So for our readers at home, Ryan is wearing a beret and has drawn a mustache on his face. So I don't know what that has to do with space. Yeah, we wish we could show you. I hate all of you. I wish I never signed up for this shit. All right. Nice and so soft with that, boys. uh, We're off to a really great start. Let's go. (laughs) Really liking the energy. Um, Without further ado, um, yeah, raise your glass, lend your ears. This is Cheers or Jeers. Good stuff. Cheers and Jeers. So, first up on Cheers or Jeers this week, we are going to go big topic in space colonizing Mars. All right. Well, I'm going to start it off because uh, clearly we're, uh, I'm going to go huge Jeers. I've been listening to Elon lately. Huge Jeers. What do we need to go to Mars? What do we need to colonize? No reason to really. There's no air. There's no water. And we were talking about this earlier, much like this podcast, there's no wildlife. There's no reason to colonize Mars. The biggest reason that we shouldn't colonize Mars is famine. Like if we can't settle things here, we shouldn't be trying to kind of live there. And, you know, I've watched Alien and I actually got Wally for the first time last night watching uh, some movies before uh, we did this cast. And it just speaks to, um, yeah, like the... um, the capitalism of space exploration. Exploration is one thing, but colonizing and living on Mars, huge jeers. What do you guys think? Yeah, I got to agree with you there, man. Uh, it would be absolutely terrible for the first few generations of travelers who make their way across there. Um, as you said, no air to breathe. Also, just the trip there, uh, you know, seven or eight month trip or however long it takes to, to get there. I mean, think about what we've gone through with our kind of like mild little quarantine where, you know, we were only allowed outside every now and again. And, you know, we're separated from some of our friends and family. That's been a nightmare enough and, you know, has been really trying on our mental health to think of being stuck in a spaceship with, you know, some people who might not be all there after three months away from everyone is a, is a pretty scary uh premise how have you both lost your your ability to dream it's not about the realism of going there to colonize mars it's about doing it because we can have you guys not seen titan ae (laughs) how's that for a reference i don't think anybody has seen that cop it's like okay animated movie way back in the day kind of like a cult one now because it wasn't very popular but they had to leave earth because earth was like gonna blow up and then they had to like go live on a spaceship and like other colonized planets and stuff. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm all for it. I'm a big cheers for this because we can. Titan AE, super, super plausible plot. You know, let's just go to the planet. That's a complete desert, Kyle. Like there's no water. Did you hear that? There's no water there. So what are you drinking, pal? You, you shipping a bunch of Dasani? There is, there is water there, but most of it is It's frozen. in the dirt. They found particles underneath the ground. They're like, oh, yeah, water's here. Like, what are you drinking? You're drinking dirt? There's not even plants. Like, what are you going to do? Grow potatoes in your own feces? Like, you, you're not ordering space Uber Eats 
Like, what are you going to eat? I'm going to do the shit potatoes. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're not making you shit potatoes like Matt Damon. I'll tell you that much. Do some like water world oh stuff. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah he did it. Sure. He also, he also bought a zoo. He also bought a zoo. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you're making a lot of good points here, but I'm all for it. I think it's a huge cheers for colonizing Mars because I'm going to be that guy who's going to be there after it's colonized. People have figured it out. It's going to be a four seasons. I'm not going to be the guy who's colonizing it, you know? So. So yeah. wait, you're, you're, you're jumping in after they colonize it. Yeah. So yeah, colonize the shit out of it. And then I'll be there afterwards. You're, gonna, you're probably going to need to freeze yourself and then yeah. thaw yourself out in 500 years or however long it's going to take. I mean, I thought we were talking hypothetically. Yeah, he's got the ripe old life age expectancy of uh, yeah. 400 years <laughs> that he's making. It Fair enough. Judging by your diet, which I'm sure consists of a few shit potatoes. <laughs> not going to last long enough. I'll freeze myself. I'll fly myself over there. Enjoy all the good things that they got going there. Interesting. Well, speaking of questionable diet choices, in 1965, astronaut John Young smuggled a corned beef sandwich into space aboard the Gemini, as I said, in 1965. So now it doesn't seem like a big deal smuggling in a corned beef sandwich. The problem is there's a reason that all the food that you eat in space is canned and put in a vacuum. So when you just bring out whip out a corned beef sandwich, it starts to disintegrate. And those particles can get into the actual spacecraft, which can cause serious problems and potentially damage the spacecraft to the point of crashing. Now that fortunately that didn't happen. Uh, however, cheers or jeers to smuggling a corned beef sandwich on board a spaceship. That was my go-to uh, Mr. Sub sandwich, the corned beef. I don't know if you guys ever tried that one, but that was pretty nice. Uh, smuggling in general is always a good thing. I think um, you're going into prison. You got to bring a couple of things in there. Yeah, all the all those prison years you've served, eh, pal? Hoop <laughs> in a cell phone or something like that, or I don't know what this corned beef sandwich you guys are talking about. Never heard of this thing. You never smuggling corned beef sandwiches? I don't know. Sounds very foreign to me. But I, I would smuggle in some some edibles, you know. Get a, Edible, edibles would be pretty good, actually. Yeah, get a nice trip. You know what I mean? Space out a little bit. A gummy wouldn't. A gummy. You have to. You have to consume it immediately. Like you can't have the it in in the spaceship, right? Yeah, but a gummy would be fine, right? Like you bring yeah. a gummy, and it's not doing anything. This took a weird left turn, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm a huge cheers <laughs> on this guy because you know, screw everybody, right? Like I want a corned beef sandwich. I'm gonna eat my goddamn corned beef sandwich in front of everybody. And if it disintegrates, you know, I'll eat the particles too. Is there anything more American than smuggling a corned beef sandwich onto anything? Uh, I, I, I'm a big cheers because even if you, if it did wind up in a space disaster, it'd be kind of cool to say that it was death by corned beef sandwich. I hate to break up a collective cheers, fellas, but um, I will never cheers anything corned beef related. I could have looked it up. Prior to what this was, I've never had corned beef. Thank you, Tim. I will never eat corned beef going forward. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. I actually don't know what what is corned beef. What is corned beef? Some kind of white people food. That's what it <laughs> is. Feel like, Amen, I, kind of, I kind of feel like it has to do with the, the bun and the beef together. Yeah, it's just made from brisket. It's just like made from an inexpensive part of beef. Fair enough. Gets cured with salt and whatnot and stuck in a can. 
Mm. Everybody likes getting cured by some salt. Am I right? Got a segue for that one, pal? (laughs) Speaking of which, um, in terms of, I guess, tender and tasty meals, pretty soon we might be able to get out to the Space Hotel. And so this is part of the, uh, I guess, the new burgeoning business of space tourism. And they announced there's a potential space hotel that will be coming in the year 2027. Is it a floating space hotel, like a spaceship? Cheers or jeers. Do we want to spend a night at the space hotel? It's going to be in orbit. I bet the view's real nice from up there. Yeah, why not? Cheers for me, just for the views and the experience. Good for the gram. Great for the gram. It's like that fake private jet, except for now it'd be like a fake space shuttle. I'm a cheers. I'm a cheers for the gram. Yeah, little green screen. Yeah, it's going to be strictly wankers. You're going to be able to take advantage of it, but I got to cheers (laughs) for the concept itself. I'm going with a huge cheers. You think I'm going to spend like 500 grand, a million to go up in space, some stupid hotel? No. All right. I'm going to spend my money on earth like a normal human being. I'm going to waste it away on normal things. Not for one night in space. My God. I'll go to Google Maps if I have to. A couple pints at the bar. Yeah. That's why you got your pints. nickname, Big Marion. <laughs> Big Marion, pal. I'm a huge Ramada guy. <laughs> Ramada guy. I'm pretty loyal to I'm pretty loyal to Ramada. Ramada ends. Fair enough. I'm gonna go cheers. Um, contrary to the colonizing Mars, I'm not a fan of that, but I'm a big fan of space exploration and actually seeing Earth from space, I think would be magnificent. There was a uh Rogan did the podcast when he's like, that changes your perspective when you can kind of see Earth from space. And it kind of just really the power of travel, right? Was like that the one be- uh, with the astronaut, Tim? Where he had the yeah. astronaut on? Yeah, so- he was in the... <laughs> he was an astronaut. He spent 200 days in space. And... Um, Did he also talk yeah. about the space diapers? How you have to take a shit in your diaper? We haven't talked about that yet. So no mm-hmm. and no uh, on both accounts. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I cheers the Space Hotel because if you could get more people out there to get that perspective, it, uh, it might be changed even, it, even if it is only for the ultra rich and the ultra privileged. Um, it might be cool to just view Earth from space and uh, take that with you when you come back down. So, And maybe the ultra rich will start spending their money on things to save Earth if they get to see it from up high. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's what we were talking about before. These nerds just want to fly around in space. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos just want to be aliens <laughs> and like travel to some other planet. Why don't you spend some of your Amazon money and save the planet? You want to go colonize a, literally a desert planet that has nothing there. We found some water and some dirt. But imagine like a hundred years from now. I've never seen Rai get this worked up. He's yeah, a little, well, yeah, he's a little hot. He's I hate nerds. Hot. You know, I hate nerds. <laughs> Got some personal vendettas. Hi, this is your producer, Brian, and you're listening to Two Beers Podcast. We'll be back with more on space in episode two, part two. Now, get ready for a hyperdrive and enjoy the ride.